American Craftsman Podcast is proud to partner with Montana Brand Tools. The West was built by people with strength and great pride in their workmanship. It was a necessity that early settlers of Montana have a strong will, a resilient character, and great determination to tame the rugged landscape while adapting to its dramatic climate. That spirit, made in the USA pride and craftsmanship, is alive today, both in how Montana Brand Tools are manufactured and how they perform. Montana Brand Power Tool accessories are manufactured utilizing proprietary, state-of-the-art CNC machining equipment and the highest quality materials available. Montana Brand Tools are guaranteed for life to be free of defects in material and workmanship because we build these tools with pride and determination. Montana Brand Tools are manufactured by Rocky Mountain Twist, located in Ronan, Montana. Montana Brand's heritage comes from a long line of innovative power tool accessories. Use coupon code American Craftsman for 10% off your order at MontanaBrandTools.com. Here we are, episode 52, the one year anniversary. Memories. Sans Beer Vision. Beer oh, Vision's yeah. not working. Oh, well. It's always some kind of technical difficulty. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> Lots of difficulties. Um, Just think. That back to that first week. Yeah, man. Fifty-two weeks ago. Yeah. How many uh, episodes did we do at Deadwood? Uh, fifteen-ish. Uh, well, yeah, he kind of missed a couple there. Maybe, uh, maybe episode twenty was where. Let me see. I could tell you by looking at the thumbnails on YouTube. Yeah, um, so I want to say like around episode eleven is when Deadwood got his his limb cut off. Um, <laughs> he got his branch trimmed. Yeah, Manny came in on that <laughs> that uh, episode. Oh. Um, let's see. Free Street Joiner YouTube, your channel, videos. Looks like 25, 23. Mm, looks like 16 was the last one. Wow. The festive, yeah, the festivist spectacular. What an awkward <laughs> and bizarre moment that was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! A bell. Look at that! Yeah. Yeah, you could smell death hanging in the air. Yeah, we cut it with a knife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 16, 15, 14, no there. Thirteen. So he was here for a good dozen shows. Yeah. Well, here is. Uh, let's yeah, see. he was present. His. His physical, physical presence. Yeah. The physical manifestation uh, was there. Yeah, so it's uh, it's been the dynamic duo for... Uh, for yeah, yeah 40, about, basically 40 episodes. Can you imagine we got that much to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I haven't even scraped the surface yet. <laughs> and this is, the, this is the PG version. <laughs> Wait till we see how deep we get. On this new format we got coming up. Oh, man. Um, 
I don't know. Should we talk about that at all? Yeah, we should. I guess uh, let's do let's do the beer well, yeah. of the week and then uh, yeah, let's get some let's get some uh, lubricant. Yeah. So uh, beer vision's down, but so this beer right here, you notice that looks like it's handmade. It's it's completely unlabeled. I don't know what the hell that was that was on there. I made this beer. Really? I made this January 1st, 2012. Wow. And I've been hanging on to it for uh, nine years, nine and a half years. Um, I was oh, This made it through Hurricane Sandy. Literally was in the house. I recovered it. Uh, so, yeah, I've had this for a long time. I've been saving it for something. I figured this is as good a... <laughs> I didn't drink it when I got married. I didn't drink it when I had a kid. But we're Running out of stuff to Those celebrate. Those seemed like maybe too special for this, but yeah. this is just the right caliber of event for this beer. So this, you see, it's it's got some bubbles in it. This yeah. is probably going to be very flat. Yeah. This is a bourbon barrel porter with, uh, I aged it on oak staves. Nice. With Maker's Mark bourbon. Um, it was pretty strong. I don't know what it is now. But we'll see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pour out the whole thing because it might. It might not even be very good. And where'd you make it? I made it in my house. Wow. So you were like a home brewer. Yeah. There goes the phone turned on. I can smell the bourbon. Yeah. Wow, that's dark. Here we'll go. Uh, we'll go just to the to the logo for now. Wow! Look at the color on that. That's chocolatey. That's like the color of espresso. It actually it seems to have more bubbles than I thought, but it was never very carbonated. So this, yeah, made this. Uh, Woo! Ten years ago. Cheers! Cheers to you. And to all you out there. There goes the my second phone just turned on and it still gets text messages and everything. Going off like crazy. Not bad. Yeah. Kind of lacks uh a lot of flavor. Let me turn this thing off. Nice. Bourbon barrel porter. I still taste some of the bourbon. Yeah, a little bit. It's definitely a little boozy. But not bad. Yeah. Not bad for homebrew. Um what do you say we do tool of the week and then yeah. then we can that way we, we'll get, get we got we got those out of the way. Yeah, so it's been uh it's Quite a, almost like Christmas, as you said the other day. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday evening, we got in the mail our vacuum, our long-awaited uh, Makita cordless vacuum. Mm -hmm. What do they call it? The LXT or something like that? LXT is, yeah, what they call the cordless line. Right. But you can plug this vacuum in. Right. And it's cute. It's like a little crockpot-sized. Yeah, it's small. <laughs> vacuum but man this is this is why it's tool of the week now we got it for the van so that we could you know if you're in somebody's house 
clean up, put on the tools. Right, right. It comes with this um, floor sweeper attachment that is better than the one. We have a Miele vacuum in the house. Yep. It's better than that. Yeah, it was. It sucked down to the mats. Like. Right. Um, now with the batteries running on two batteries, it's whisper quiet, mm-hmm. and it's still cleaned off the mats in the shop, yeah, like yep. nobody's business. With the plug, with the you know the one ten, you had a hard time pushing it. Yeah, it, it was actually moving the mat around. Yeah. Um, this thing is is awesome. Probably about half half the decibel, maybe not half, two thirds of decibels as the Festool CT15. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we easily could talk over it. Yeah, where the Festool is quiet compared to, like, a, a rigid or something like that, but um, right. way louder than, than this Makita. Yeah, so it it winds up being, for me, way better than expected. Mm-hmm. Um, really light. Pick it up with one hand, not cumbersome at all, and, and just totally perfect for the task of... Mm-hmm. You know, stone in the van and bringing it into somebody's home where being cordless and corded. We did. We bought the light. That's the same thing. That way, you know, those are two things that use you know a significant amount of battery. But typically, you have a plug. Yeah. You yeah. know, but sometimes, like this commercial job we just wrapped up, you run into a job where there's no power at all. It's either you lug the generator with you, or uh, you know you're trying to steal power off somebody's yeah. extension cord. <laughs> I know. Which yeah. yeah, who wants to do that? Yeah, both um, these take two batteries. By yeah, the way. yeah, they're the um, the thirty six volt Makita calls it. Yeah, not to be confused with their forty volt, which is those are singular batteries. Um, but yeah, I mean, super convenient. Yeah, really, really nice. You have a bunch of those. Uh, you have the miter saw, the track saw, the the vacuum, the um, the light. Now that all take the two batteries. Yeah, and. I mean, the sticker price on it, you might be a little shocked by it, but it comes with two hoses, two really nice hoses, yep. that full-on, like, janitorial caliber floor sweep. Yeah, aluminum or, I guess, aluminum, yeah, like yeah, aluminum arm. Even, like, the I had the Festool cleaning kit, not the super expensive one, but the one that was, like, only, like, 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's all plasticky, yeah. and, and, like, you feel like you can't push down because it's going to bend. The, it bends the whole plastic thing. This is two pieces, aluminum, big heavy-duty um, floor uh, attachment. Even the crevice tool is longer mm-hmm. and seems like better plastic. Comes with also two, uh, like, hose attachments to fit different types of tools. Yep. Yeah, one that's like a 35-millimeter or whatever it is, the same as the Festool stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, another that's even smaller, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I wonder if that fits in like uh, the planer or something like that. Uh, the planer fits a thirty-five, but it probably fits in like an orbital sander, mm-hmm. like the non-festal orbital sanders have those really small um, dust ports. Oh yeah, you know what it reminds me of? I had that old Makita um, belt sander. Yeah, it, it looks like that size yeah, where the bag like a, fits on, like a seven ace or something. Yeah, yeah. I knew it looked familiar, but uh, um, if you're in the market for something like that, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. You really can't go wrong. Yeah, we bought a new open box on eBay. Um, I think we paid 450 bucks. Yeah. You know what else is cool? I love the big paddle switch on the top. Yeah. You know, you can like sort of tap it with it. your foot or yep. 
just reach down and, and give it a smack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a nice fact. Yeah. So you're going to superimpose a picture of it. Yeah, I'll you. get a couple of shots, and then, yeah. as always, there'll be a link in yeah. the description. So I brought a piece of the box along. I was going to use it as a prop. Yeah, we can, <laughs> with this camera, we can even barely see ourselves. I know. <laughs> Potato vision. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, Makita, uh, something or another. Forget that model. DC something, 40. What do they call it? Well, you might, you might as well hold it up now and we'll see if yeah, we can. Let's see what we can see. XCV, XCV04Z, I think. It's up in that corner. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of see it if it tilted back like that. XCV04, yeah, XCV04Z. That floor sweep is the business. It looks like a toy, like a kid's toy. <laughs> it does. And it's small. It's tiny, but it comes with, you know, several bags. It's only about 14 inches off the yeah. ground, maybe. It's, it is very small. <laughs> but it's we, no toy. I mean, we're not going to make that much dust on one job, typically. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, mostly it's going to be just for, like, cleaning up mm-hmm. maybe a couple scribes with a planer or a couple cuts with the miter saw. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we and love. It's, it's a HEPA. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we love to keep the, the workplace clean, especially when you're in somebody's house. Mm-hmm. You know, roll back the carpets, cover everything up. But this is just in case we make some extra dust. Oh, yeah. Always better to vacuum than sweep. Yeah. Sweeping just makes more of a mess. Um, yeah, so I guess, should we talk about what we're planning for the podcast? Or, have, well, or do we know well enough to divulge information yet? <laughs> We have we have a framework, yeah. Um, but uh, maybe maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll hold off. Then we'll just keep this as our fifty-two retrospective. Yeah, I guess we could just jump into the yeah into the new format. There doesn't need to be a uh, no big announcement. No, because what the hell? Yeah, you're gonna listen or you're not. Exactly. So we're not telling you. You'll see next episode. I think we're gonna take next week off. Get our get our shit in order. Yeah. And then uh then we'll start with season we'll call it season two, episode one. Yeah. Dancing girls. Um, we're gonna have them here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Live from have to come in from, through the backs of my in laws. From Sin City. <laughs> That's the surprise. We're gonna pump up the viewership. Yeah, on the YouTube. Yeah. We'll get demonetized real quick. <laughs> so we got a couple questions this week. I didn't I didn't uh ask for questions because I figured we'd be talking and we have some uh some podcast memories. Mm-hmm. Got some of those from some folks as well. Um I guess here we go. This one's from Nick, Nick Trayer on Instagram. What have you learned now that you've been doing this for one year? Wow. Uh, talking about woodworking? Yeah, it's probably talking about the podcast uh, and and I guess in general. Um, I, I can still remember you suggesting that we could do a podcast and me thinking, what? <laughs> what is a podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I knew what a podcast was because I'd seen a few like, people giving guitar lessons and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, 
but I didn't think that I had uh, much to offer in the in the field, and certainly not thinking that we would do an episode a week for a whole year. Yeah, uh, and we had some marathon sessions too. Oh yeah, the episode with Manny. I mean, and a couple with John Peters that mm-hmm. were three plus hours long. Yeah, you start tacking on the Patreon. I mean, we were with, sat with Manny from like. We used to start, I think, around 12 o'clock then, 12 o'clock yeah. until 6 o'clock at night or something. Yeah, those were long. I do have to give credit, though, to um, Alex and I forget the other dude's name. The podcast was their idea. Yeah. Um, was that the the guys from Hamburger Patties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, the guys that do Big Mike's um, social media stuff. Alex Nichols and... Same Charlie? I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. Charlie. Mar- no, Mark. Alex and Mark. Yeah. You could be telling me their names and I wouldn't yeah. know. Uh, they came. We had them come to the shop. We wanted to talk about, you know, maybe they, they could help us out with, uh, with the social media, maybe come in, shoot some content and stuff, because it, it takes us away from our work trying mm-hmm. to, even just take pictures, you you get out of the out of the working mindset, um, because we don't look at each step as like a we're we're working towards the final product. Like, right. granted, we step back and appreciate our own work sometimes when we're in the thick of it, but most of the time we're just working. Um, so it's it's not second nature to be like, oh wait, I should document this. Um, so we were looking to maybe have them come in and and. Uh, Help us out with that. But they were saying, uh, Alex said, you know, you guys really, what you should do is start a podcast. And he even said, he's like, you know, six months, a year from now, whatever, like you're not going to see any, any, uh, real effect until, you know, it's like a, you're playing a long game with that. So, I mean, we did heed his advice and yeah, tried it out. Yeah. So I was surprised we were able to talk for an hour the first time. I wasn't. I thought it was going to be like 15 minutes. No, they call yeah. that like a micro podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You said, no, it's got to be at least an hour. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. That was after the first one. Like, guys were like, man, we went for an hour. That's, we got to try and pare that down. <laughs> man, no, that's like, people listen to Joe Rogan. He goes like three hours, four hours. Yeah. So what, what have we learned? Uh, you- um, well, I certainly had to learn how to use a camera, how to do the audio, how to put it on YouTube, put it on the podcast thing. Yeah, a lot of technical stuff. Yeah. Um, I learned that there are people interested in just listening to a couple of guys like us just talk about woodworking. Mm-hmm. I, that kind of shocked me. Yeah. And I guess because... I never really thought about, like, we listen to music all day long. I suppose if you're uh, working by yourself, sitting at a desk or in the shop by yourself, there's only so much you can, you know, listen to to entertain yourself throughout the day, have some kind of, like, background noise. You have a commute. Right. And I never never thought about substituting a podcast for that Mm -hmm. medium in any way, like a... You know, music, 
book on tape or something like that. Right. Um, so it's not like, uh, you know, I was always thinking like uh, talk radio or something was the format, but it's, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be quite that engaging, I suppose. Cause a lot of people are just kind of listening to it while they're doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I mean, with radio, that's definitely the case. Yeah. Not many people are sitting like in a chair at home, like mm-hmm. I'm going to pop on the radio. Right. So, I mean, it is, I think it is similar to like a talk radio show. Um, where people are definitely, I feel like I keep hearing things upstairs. People yeah. are uh, actively listening, but they may be, you know, engaged in some sort mm-hmm. of other other activity at the time. I, and I guess you could rewind it if you miss something. Oh yeah, because it's even though we record it live, it's it's delayed. You know, it's uploaded and then yeah, nobody hears this uh, truly live. Yeah. Um, the other thing I learned was that there are a bunch of people out there that are. In the same boat as us, mm-hmm. you know, doing their thing, trying to fight the good fight, do mm-hmm. quality work, uh, compete with all these larger, you know, factory kind of uh, production facilities and, yeah. and even people that are just... Acts. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we have a little bit of a community. Yes. Yeah. People from all over the world. That was the thing that used to yeah. blow my mind originally. Yeah, looking at the charts and seeing, uh, you know, I mean, we're consistently ranking in Canada, England, um, uh, Norway. I mean, we have people listening in, I forget, it was like 30, 40 countries. Yeah, and the Australian listeners. Yeah, we have quite a few. Yeah, Australia is in, I think, maybe third behind Canada. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, being able to connect. So I guess that's about it. Yeah. And we got these comfy chairs. Mm-hmm. Although the set doesn't <laughs> look as... Uh, it's not as shoppy as, uh, as, it, as once it was. was. Yeah. But it's nice for us because... Yeah, it was a lot of time. And uh, effort. Yeah, you know. setting up in the shop was really, really, it became an ordeal in a way. Mm-hmm. Setting up and then breaking down. Yeah, it turned this from a 12 o'clock to a 2 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and we were, I mean, we were going late every every single episode, basically. Yeah. And we were having guests back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really s- stretches out the episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's only so many people locally, and, um, you know, it's we kind of need to know the person. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't just bring on a complete stranger. No, we're not like uh, Johnny Carson able to interview somebody. No, no. Yeah, and he's got a whole team of people behind doing, re- you know. Yes. Like, oh, this is a person who people know. Let's find out about whatever. Yeah. If you're just uh, some guy that we've never met, it's going to be tough to... Yeah. To sit down and talk for an hour, potentially. We could still have Tommy G on one of these days. Oh, yeah. We know Tommy G. And because uh, that, that's going to be a, a long day. We're going to have to pack a lunch for that episode. That, yeah, that might have to be multiple. <laughs> hey, we'll see one of these uh, subjects that we're looking at for season two. He fits in there. Man, you must like that. 
Yeah, not bad. Me, I don't know. I'm not a big fan. So um, this is this is one's. Uh, I mean, we make lots of jokes with all the jokes about Woodpecker, Bridge City, et cetera, and their overpriced products. I'm not sure if you guys have suggested an alternative for some of their products. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think so. What products or brands would you recommend for a good set of layout tools, specifically squares in the 12 to 36 inch range that are accurate for woodworking and not just rough carpentry? Thanks. Keep up the pod. That's from Nick. One of our loyal patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, so brands that we've suggested, Starrett, of course, PEC, Products yeah. Engineering Corporation. I think that's Probably. what it stands for. Um, on the cheaper side, uh, have some eye gauging stuff. Eye gauge, yeah. None of their like uh, squares, but I have you know heard from a lot of people and people that I do uh, respect that they have their squares and that they're accurate. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I can never see myself using a 36 inch square. Yeah, that's big. Um, I know there's people that are, maybe they just have a different workflow or, you know, I mean, it's one of those things that you don't necessarily need, but you want, that's fine. Uh, I mean, a framing square, find a, go to the store and find, go to bring it to the, to the plywood area and bring a pencil and find yourself a square framing square. Yeah. Um I mean if it's if it's square enough where your line, you know, you can't tell that the line is off, then that's pretty damn square. It's square enough yeah, for it's a square enough. Um uh have you I ever mean, tried we're not building like puzzle, you know, pieces of furniture with secret compartments and I mean, so what works for us may not work for you, but um I think a good framing square is that's a multitasker. Yeah. Have you ever tried fixing a framing square with any of those old tricks where, like, you hit the corner and stuff yeah, like that? I've heard about it. I've never tried it because yeah, it's so tried cheap it that when it's not square, you just get rid of it, get a new one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I like the, the eye gauge and the um, PEC. And PEC is pretty, they're not, not cheap, cheap, but quite reasonable. Yeah, I mean they're uh, probably two thirds the price of Starrett. Right. Um, so there, right off the bat, there you go. Mm-hmm. You can find those things all over the internet. Yeah, especially the blemished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are inexpensive, totally effective. Mm-hmm. Um, not as not as pretty uh, as the, all the polished aluminum stuff, but right. they're. Equally as good in f- as far as doing the task. Yeah, and, you know, if, I don't know, if you're using that many squares, maybe just maybe reevaluate what you're using them for and mm-hmm. if there's another way to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lee Valley makes some stuff that we use that's pretty inexpensive, smaller squares. We use that uh, for that wide-bladed. The, yeah, Veritas. Yeah, Yeah, like if you're if you need to square something across thirty six inches, like see, yeah. you might have a square reference somewhere else, and this is like a measuring tape and a straight edge kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you could always just use you know Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, that. We start getting into math there. You know, what seems happens. like a lot of layout tools <laughs> keep around. I think 
You know, I think one of the things that Woodpecker did was made the collecting and display of these tools part of the oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Whereas you'd, I would say, without much hesitation, nobody needs that many layout tools. No, no. Um, it, because one or two is, is really going to do the job. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I used a framing square today to draw some lines across this for to mark the center of plywood to put mm -hmm. screws. Uh, I used the double square to mark three ace to find the center of plywood, but I, I can't remember the last time I've needed a yeah, you know, one of these hyper specific kind of layout tools like I, the things with the holes in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, I don't, I can't think of a time where I needed that. No. Now, you know, we make furniture and some cabinets and things like that. And I don't, I can't, I don't know what other people are doing that they need all those things. Maybe there's something that they make that they need. That would be the interesting thing to hear. It's like, why do you need so many squares? Yeah, like a 36 inch square. What kind of reference surface does it, you know, it's a, mm -hmm. you still only have a six inch reference surface. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like one of those sheetrock frame, you know, uh, yeah, those are only squares. four feet. Right. But the blade, you know, the blade is four feet, but then uh, what would you call the T part of it? Yeah. That's only 16 inches. Yeah. Well, 16 and then whatever. So four on the other 20 inches. That, that's the question. Um, it, there's probably the want aspect and the need aspect that are yeah that money is better better spent somewhere else uh, right like on a table saw or, or a blade a new blade a yeah. new uh, hand plane you know whatever block plane or something a chisel all right so there you go Nick I don't know where's Nick from I'm not sure yeah but generally speaking all the the brands we talked about are available everywhere. You know, yeah. even if he's in Europe or... Oh, yeah, yeah. These, yeah, these... He's in, he's in America. Type of tools are... Uh, okay. Uh, right. Got one here from Colin, speaking to Australians. Yeah, beaver badger. Have you used or plan to use any recycled timbers or repurpose any, i.e. charcuterie boards, into something else? Who's <laughs> asking, are we going to take charcuterie boards and turn them into something else? Well, like a, a trivet? Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's almost, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can think of. Coaster. Firewood. Yeah. I, you know, I've yet to be invited to a party that had charcuterie. Mm. Well, you don't I, eat charcuterie, so. Yeah, but I would, I mean, I would sample. In fact, you know, because uh, I don't really eat meat, right? You know that. But uh, Andrew came home from uh, Cousin Maria's on... Uh, Sunday with uh, four meatballs. Mm. And uh, I quickly ate two. Oh, man. Then I saved two and had them the next day. No wonder you looked like that on Monday. <laughs> I thought you were a little off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were smooth going down, oh, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have a, a, a pretty strict regimen. You know what it's like when you fall off the wagon. Yeah, and then you get that guilt. <laughs> yes. Then you feel like garbage. 
But uh, you know, if there was a nice charcuterie display, I would, I might, you know, pick around the edges a there. Pate, mortadella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, either I just don't know the right people, or I'm on, I'm not on the A list. I don't know what mm-hmm. the thing is. No, charcuterie's been downgraded to like the E list. <laughs> Here's the thing. All these, you see pic- people like put up pictures like, oh, charcuterie platter. It's not even charcuterie. Yeah. If you got cheese and grapes, and, that's not charcuterie. No. Look up the word charcuterie. Yeah. Let's look what the definition is. Yeah. Meat. Yeah. Of course, when you put it in, charcuterie board is the first thing that comes yeah. up. Yeah. Charcuterie. Cold cooked meats collectively. There you go. That's it. Or a store selling cold cooked meats. Not cold cooked. Cold cooked meats. Right. Yeah. And then you have this, like, from Natasha's Kitchen, whoever the hell that is. What should be on a charcuterie platter? To make a charcuterie board, arrange things so they are easy to grab. Fan out the slices of cheese, cut grapes into small segments. Who we, cuts grapes? First off, we just learned that there's no cheeses or grapes. Or involved. grapes. Cheeses, meats, pickled items, pickles are fine. Condiments and spreads, fresh fruit, nuts and extra extras. Arrange crackers and toasts in remaining spaces or serve them in a separate platter. And she's got a video. I wonder how many charcuterie boards she owns. She might be the one buying them all. (laughs) This just the same old story. Got people giving advice who have no idea what they're talking about. No. I want to know the origins of this misappropriation of the charcuterie board. Oh, must go to like Pinterest or It's a cheese board. Instagram or something like that. A crudite. Oh man, how much crudite have you served? Look in at your this lifetime? charcuterie board. It's got broccoli, cauliflower, carrot sticks, and some celery. rolled up ham. Yeah. Now you're lucky if they even have that. It's a lunchable. So have we ever we haven't used any recycled timbers, have we? Well, you have. Yeah, I have, but I uh, well, I have too a little bit, but not really. Yeah. Back in the um back in the last century. Oh no! It was this century at the at the early part of the century, um, this millennium, right? I went out to uh, like Washington, New Jersey, to a mill out there. Whew. The burp on that beer is yeah. That's oh, it's hot. Yeah, and picked out a couple of big logs, and I've worked them. That's when I got that scraper plane. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Man. Thinking I was going to level some boards, you know, I was, I was hearkening back to my um, uh, timber framing days. Mm-hmm. Thought I was going to level level off a. <laughs> yeah, you needed a scrub plane, not a scraper plane. I know. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm going to scrape this baby flat. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just stop and put a hook on this thing. Yeah. Every two minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I made a bench, like a just a seat, and uh, I made a bookcase. Out of like two big, uh, you know, slabs held together. And this kind of segues into what's coming up 
with these iron straps that I had uh, a blacksmith make. Yeah, yeah. And that was pretty cool. We did that kitchen out of that that pine reclaimed. That's pine. right. The the pine from Newark. Yeah. Uh, Newark comes back. It's like three hundred year old pine beams that were sawn off into boards, and that was uh, Larry Hutt did that for me. Bastard. <laughs> Good old Larry Hutt. He's another one on the shit list. <laughs> so Stick to selling cars, Larry. Back in the old days, uh, there was this company called Eastern Hardwoods, and Larry Hutt was the guy who ran it. And he was from New York in his olden days, so he kind of would reminisce about New York and everything. And he would bring me... Uh, wood from this huge uh, wood processing mill that he had. Mm-hmm. And he, he did mostly flooring and decking and things like that. But on his way home, he would he had one of those uh, like uh, pickups that kind of looked like a, a car. Well, not not a not like a car, but remember it had like those long flared sides that came off of the back of the cab. It was like a Chevy made them. An El Camino? Yeah, it was kind of like an El Camino, except the modern version, and it was more like a, a truck, like a little short bed on it and stuff. Oh, like a SS, like a Chevy SS? Yeah, something. Kind of bubbly like, looking? Yeah, he had something like that, and he used to pile up the wood in his truck and bring it to me, and he told me about that wood, and he said, yeah, I'm taking these beams down, and you want me to saw up some of this lumber for I said, yeah. And I wound up going into this uh, house that was built in the 1700s. They wanted a kitchen, and um, they were kind of an odd uh, couple. <laughs> and they never let me back in the house. To, like They were real, like, secretive, mm-hmm. and, you know, I wanted to get back in there to take pictures after it was all done, but they were always, like, Too find, busy. Yeah, find an excuse why I couldn't come back. Yeah, I don't blame them. <laughs> I'm the same way. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. Try again next week. So, so I never got really good pictures of that job. Um, but Larry Hutt, when we were trying to find a lumber supplier before we found O'Shea, uh, really we hunted down around. Larry Hutt. Yeah, <laughs> he was selling Audis, and uh, he says, "Yeah, I'm gonna hook you up. Don't worry oh, about yeah, it. Let I'll me call, call you, you right back." That was the last we ever heard of Larry Hutt. He should just not call back. Right. So, anyway, we have used some. The thing is, it's expensive. Yeah. And then you got to go through and make sure there's no nails and things like that. In fact, that's why there's a chip in the bed of the, the jointer yeah. right, that from that pine, that old pine. There was a piece of metal buried in there. That's what happens. Like we computer dies, I unmute it, and then now I'm getting, uh, I got to unmute it. Now you got nut meals. That's what I do during the podcast. I unsubscribe from the emails that show up. So, you know, we're open as far as planning to use it. You know, somebody... If the money's green. Yeah, somebody wants it, we'll source it, and we'll design it and build it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's typically not something that people in this area are looking for. Not the ones with the budgets to work with us. Right. If somebody wants if you want something... want like a pallet wood, there's... Pallet wood people. Right. There's like the barn door that's basically face nailed scraps of wood yeah. onto a piece of plywood. That That's the kind of 
rustic furniture that people around here want. It's mm-hmm. sort of like a low budget. Yeah, like a DIY. It's a DIY kind of thing. Yes. Not where you would pay somebody to actually make it. Right, right, right. Um, it's like something you did on like a Saturday and a Sunday in your garage. Right, like the 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 pine kitchen I did was all raised panel doors, yeah. solid wood, you know, did the grain matching and all that stuff like mm-hmm. you usually do. Yeah. And it was pretty cool, but I left in all of the those uh, you know nail holes rusting and, yeah. and all the, all those holes and um I even you know left a f- more like maker's marks in the furniture as I was building it more than usual kind of mm-hmm. uh lend to that that look uh so yeah if uh you got any plans yeah send let's them know, over Colin. yeah Colin's always out there he's cutting he's like hey I'm going to cut down uh, these beef wood trees I'm- they have all these trees I'd never even heard of. Oh, what did the, what did we just get? Uh, bone wood. Bone wood, yeah. Yeah, somebody sent us a bunch of plans. Yeah, with their budget. Yeah, it was like, I mean, minuscule wouldn't even describe their budget. Can you do this uh, for one one tenth of, or one twenty yeah. percent uh, of what it costs, and that's for the whole thing? Yeah. And then they spec'd out all this expensive material, and then bone wood was one of the woods they wanted. Which, they, I don't think they even knew what the hell bone wood was. Right. We had to look it up, find out where we could find it. It's an Australian tree, basically. Yeah, and you can find it uh, nowhere. <laughs> and, yeah, we want this obscure. We had a very tight budget, yeah. but we want this obscure wood that you can't find. Yeah. And, and it's also a complicated design yeah and they probably don't grow very large so that makes it even harder so colin probably knows what bone wood is he's probably sitting on uh 500 board feet yeah yeah um yeah that was uh that was our um entertainment for the past week you know trying to deal with i just had to break the news to him this morning that the material costs more than their budget yeah that and that there's no cheaper material and these are, like, I'll put air quotes, professional designers. I want to say, yeah, what I wanted to say was where the hell did you come up with this budget? Mm-hmm. What came first, the design or the budget? Yeah. What happened is they spent the, all the rest of the money elsewhere, yeah. and their budget is whatever's left because they couldn't find anybody to build this and stuff. And the client already paid them because they right. said, okay, this is what we're going to give you, and this is how much it right. costs. And they right. spent all the money on chairs and mirrors and exactly. tile, and now yeah, well, we got ten. They ten. spent ninety of the hundred, and there's only ten left. That's where they got the budget. There's probably fifteen left. They still want to cash in an extra. That's five. true. So we answered our own question yeah. there. We, when we tell you it's fifty, and that's like the, I mean that was the that's a good price, and you tell us the budget's ten. <laughs> right, uh, like we were that? worried we were going to be able to, like, you know, make out okay at fifty. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we haven't found anybody who can value engineer. No, that's not value engineering. That's no. that's magic. You need a yeah. magician, <laughs> right? Because the drawings in some instances were really good, like a like a professional had drawn them up, but there were so many gaping holes in vital information. That we couldn't get answers on, so we were a little bit concerned about like, you yeah, know. Yeah, need like, eighteen hundred feet worth of wall covering. Yeah, like wall co- panels on the walls, eighteen hundred square feet. 
Okay, well, that stuff is the, at the cheapest. Let's call it $2 a square foot. Right. Um, how are we going to do that? That's 6400 right there. Yeah. Or, well, 30... No, 36. no, it must have been 3600 Yeah. Or 3200 square feet, sorry. Yeah. 6400 just in that. Now we got to cut it all, edge band it all, hang it up on the wall, and that's just one aspect of the entire job. Yeah. So there's your 10000 plus some. <laughs> and they spec like there was this it, it was in an, like a like a file drawer yeah like file for an office uh, building entry and they spec this melamine product that was five and a half dollars a square foot they're like we could do wood and stain if it's cheaper like, what? <laughs> what planet are you living on I like I prefer laminate but if wood and stain is cheaper we can go with that yeah um, I'd, I'd like some drawer boxes that are just nailed together, but if you can do the dovetails for the same price. Yeah. Or if the dovetails are cheaper than, than yeah. a butt joint. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, I like Sapili, but if Teak is cheaper, <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't even know. Have you planned to use uh, any recycled timbers? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we haven't planned. We don't really plan. Plan we don't anything. plan anything, we do let we? let the clients do the planning. All right, you want to read this next one? Yeah, this one coming in from our buddy Manny. Uh, always with these these deep, deep questions. He's a deep thinker, that Manny. What is the biggest change you've seen and felt since teaming up together business-wise and doing the podcast? Uh, for Manny, too many mistakes on Instagram. I'll tell you the biggest change I felt is in the way business is procured. Mm -hmm. um, now, I just kind of started on a wing and a prayer. And it was, you know, it's still kind of word of mouth. That's the common thread. Mm -hmm. But back then, it was more people would see a sign in the front yard or then it became the website. The website was the big thing back then. Mm -hmm. You know, if you had a website, you were cutting edge. Wow, this guy's got a website. He must yeah, he must be, be a real a deal. Pro. Um, He's got a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and so then there's like the two years that I was off. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were meeting over there at the at the Long Branch Saloon and the bread factory. Yeah, then we came back here. And I could start to see the changes taking place, like Instagram. You introduced me to Instagram. I didn't even really know what the hell it was. Yeah. And I didn't understand what a powerful mechanism it was going to be. Because mm -hmm. that's, really, that's really it. I mean, that's what drives kind of the, um, the what would you call it? Our brand. Yeah, it's like the first, uh, I don't know what a good word for it is. It's like the, it's like the, it's like the first contact a lot of times yeah. for people. They see us there or they, uh, see somebody who we've worked with repost something and, um, and that's how people find us a lot of times. Yeah, that's a whole new, uh, world for me because, not only is it a change in the way business is is done, 
it's a change in my like worldview in a sense. Like he has this invention that came along that I didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. And now it's a necessary part of doing business. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, I don't know. I, I would talk to other people that are like my generation that have been in business and see if they feel the same way. Like this is really kind of like turning your worldview on its end. Yeah. I mean, I think if you had an established business, it's not as necessary, but if you're starting a new business, um, it's, it could be a catalyst for, mm -hmm. for, you know, growth and success. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty exciting too, though, that like the prospects of it when we were oh, yeah. just learning. We that's how we met John Peters, and yeah. um, there were other people we talked to. It's like, oh wow, they got a, a million followers. Mm -hmm. What? How does that happen? What do you do? And um, so that's really, I would say, is the biggest change for me. Yeah, I mean, um, I'd say I think maybe man, he was getting more at. Uh, Due to teaming up together ah. and the podcast, what have we seen change? I was going to say, like, just, I mean, I used to be so ashamed of what I had to do. <laughs> I mean, that's the, it boils all down to that. Um, oh, over at the other shop, I mean, that's just so ashamed oh. and, like, uh, <laughs> disgusted by, you know, the things that we were made to do. And now I don't feel that way at all. You know? Yeah, there is a certain amount of satisfaction in being able to tell people what you do and then direct them. Because a lot of times people just take it with a grain of salt. Oh, you're you're a carpenter or something, he you makes know, cornhole boards. Right. And then you you show. Yeah. Check us out on Instagram, whatever. Then they're like sort of like, oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know people did this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know what else? If if we go back, if I backtrack and go uh, to the teaming up part, it's so nice to work with another person that you know is going to just carry their load. Yeah. You know, we're doing everything yourself is hard. Um, it's just, you know, you're going to have off days, you're going to get burnt out. You you just wear down. Mm -hmm. um, so it's nice to have another person around just to mentally take that load off the top. Yeah, even if it's like partially placebo. That's um, right. Because there's right. always, you know, with two people, there's double the workload. So right. Really, um, and we're each doing our own bit of worrying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, but you're right. It, it is a it's bit more of just placebo. like a placebo, like leaning on. You know, you always have someone to say, well, does this look, does this look right? Or... <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Uh, should we do this, you know, do this instead of that? And, and to know that, you know, if if something happens that you can't do something, oh, I can't go to work today or I, or, you know, I need to do this. There you have your partner yeah. to catch you if you slip off the ladder. Mm -hmm. Um. It, it is down the ramp at the Hard Rock Hotel. <laughs> at the hooker convention. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's in the memory department. Yeah. Memories. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, Manny, Manny, you, you know, Manny's gonna have to come up to the uh, the meet with us. The Maker Catskill Mountain Makers Camp. Yeah, that we'll be going to in about in actually in a month. Yep, month. Yeah, we tomorrow. just decided we were gonna go just this just the yeah, other day. Uh, yeah, yesterday. Booked our uh, tickets. And we'll be going. When I told my wife this morning that we were going to be gone for a couple days, she wasn't upset at all. <laughs> Mine either. She tried to take along at first. Yeah. My wife says, oh, yeah, when are you leaving? Let me write that down. She did. She put it right on her calendar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Manny's going to probably be coming up there with us. I'm I'm working on it. Yeah, if we, everything, we're going to try everything in our power to get him up there. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any reason why he's not going to join us. It'd be good. Be a good. Be a good event for Manny. It's going to be a good event for us. Yeah, yeah. Get him some exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of blacksmith thing. Yeah. A little bit of uh, yeah. hobnobbing. Yeah, jabber jawing. All right. So that's it, Manny. Thank you for that question. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I see we're coming up to podcast memories. Yeah, so we asked you guys for some of your favorite uh, memories of the podcast. We got a couple here that that people wrote in. I guess we'll read them and then we'll give any comment that we may have. Uh, First one's from Marcelo, MF Cozy, C-O-S-I, on Instagram. I think he's in Brazil, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, How you guys met. That's one of his favorite memories. Yeah, on uh, on the job. Yeah. I remember meeting Jeff and he had uh had the music on. I said, "Oh, that's a nice change of pace." <laughs> had that great Fest Tool shop uh uh job site radio going. Mm-hmm. And um I was Jeff was living free and easy. He wasn't working for Tom at the, at that time. Well, it wasn't as free and easy as it seems, but yeah. Definitely freer and easier. He had not been lured into the hornet's nest. No, yeah, it was a couple couple years before, maybe two two years prior. Yeah. And Rich, who was the installer, he was uh working what was the name of that job? Uh began with a D. Uh uh Don Chick. Uh, um Oh, I just had it. Uh, fuck. Lou's it. screaming it out right now. Yeah, I lost he, it. He's screaming into the. Oh man, it was like uh, kind of like one of those Czech sounding names. Yeah. Uh, shit. Dan Czech. Dan Czech. No, I'll, I'll get it. All right. So, when I was tagging along to help out, uh, with the delivery of this kitchen, docking. docking. There you go. And specifically to go look at like these fireplace installations, like these mantle yeah, with installations. The yeah, with the, <laughs> and and that was my first introduction to working with the designer Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And like none of the math added up. I mean, it was like way off. And then when I, I was like tr- really just trying, I didn't even come off snarky or anything. Maybe I do just in just as my general way. But I tried to be as delicate as possible, pointing out, you know, trying to get 
information so we could build these things, yeah, like, right? Okay, yeah, let's get the let's get this. let's let's get the parameters set here. And when I was showing her that, she was so condescending, like she's like, "I'm used to Tom just fucking it up, and then yeah, just, he figures it out. <laughs> he cuts uh, the extra eighteen inches and off." And then I went so back to the shops, like this woman jigsaw. doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. I don't know how she became a designer, <laughs> and I don't know who's hiring her. Gets like out of the back of a magazine, like a personal trainer. Yeah, on a matchbook cover. <laughs> so she was walking around there like that's she actually. Date, that's a dated reference. <laughs> yeah, she she was walking around that job like she knew what she was doing, and it was like, sorry, woman. Anyway, that's that's where we met, and then I went on my hiatus to build the kitchen that Tom didn't want to build. Yep. And you got hired in the meantime. Yep. Yeah, I got hired with no discussion amongst with Lou or anybody. <laughs> hey, there's a new hey, we got a new guy. There's a new guy. So when when it came time for me to go back to Tom's, Lou was like, Come on, you know, come back. We got a new guy. You're gonna like him. He's good. Like, I don't know. And uh sure enough, I did like him because here we are. Yeah, two uh, years later. Yeah, we, we hit it off. We had common bond in our uh, impatience for Tom. Yeah, the main, the two main spearheads of the attempted coup. That's right. That's right. There, coup there for were, your own good. There were, there were many a frustrated afternoon spent trying to figure out how to fix things over there. Oh, yeah. Um. And uh, all the while, I had my shop just sort of, you know, getting cobwebs in it. Yeah. Um, and we talked about maybe, you know, doing something. And uh, push came to shove one day when Tom, Tom said, they got some good news and some bad news. Yeah. You're going to give <laughs> no. the next couple of weeks off. You're going on a winter break. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tom told me to take a winter break of two weeks, uh, the, which, and then he never called me back. Yeah. So I was just kind of forced to go back to work for myself. He must have gotten a new phone and lost your number. Yeah, that's it. You know, I wonder how Tom remembers that episode. I think Tom remembers what uh, what he did this morning. Yeah. So... Uh, oh, I know one thing you, you could probably add to it. When we started with the Instagram, that's when you introduced me to Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And you were making my Instagram oh, page. Oh, yeah, I was the Barone Woodwork Instagram. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Mike, email me all the pictures that you have. And that's the, that, that was, is what that, is now the Green Street Joinery. Those were the seeds. Yeah, I Jeff, think that might have been even before you got. That was before I got canned. Yeah, we yeah, were, we were scheming. <laughs> that, those were the seeds. Jeff, I mean, had that's the, a level of shame we had from what we had to do. I mean, Jeff had plans. Yeah, <laughs> if I could get this thing up and running, <laughs> I could be proud to go to work again. Yeah. What, what do you remember? Uh, what about getting started? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember I was working at docking, doing something. 
And you came to, yeah, do something with the mantles. And we hit it off immediately. We were talking about all kinds of shit. You tell me how you lived in San Francisco and were a chef. And um, then I remember you were there working with Rich. And Rich yeah. was, like, totally unfriendly. <laughs> never. It was, like, a totally different dynamic, like, from the first day Rich came on to the. Because, like, I was the gatekeeper on the job. Yeah. Project manager wasn't there. I, well, I was the next guy. So you come to the job, I'm saying, oh, who are you and what are you right. here to do? You know what I mean? And Rich was totally... Um, he didn't have a very welcoming personality, did he? No, the complete opposite. Yeah. Very standoffish and uh, insecure is um, probably the the most appropriate word. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I remember... About working on that job is they had me putting in the uh, the base cabinet for the, the sink base cabinet and whoever the electrician was Sante. on that job. <laughs> they were all these exposed wires, which uh, you know they were all live. They didn't close down any of the circuits. Could have been somebody down there at the panel, but yeah, yeah, I should have wire nuts on those things. A melted pair. Of no, you know what it was? It was probably Tom. Oh yeah. wait, did was it capped? No. Yeah, Tom was probably in there messing yeah, around or something. Probably. He took the wire. He probably pocketed probably the wire. Took the wire nuts off. I'm taking these home. Taking these back That's to the show. Probably. <laughs> I just saved one cent. It was a screwdriver, I think. And I melt, you know, like when you melt it, oh, yeah. that's what happens. It's like, whoa, what the hell? Free, free wire nuts. <laughs> Somebody shut these things down. What the? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna help those guys out before they get here today. I'm yeah, take the wire nuts off so it's easier to get the cabinet on top. Yeah, that's what it was. That's the kind of dumb shit that Tom does. Oh, oh man. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was the beginning, docking. That was yeah. a nice place. I'd love to go back and see that place. Yeah. Uh, all finished and decorated and everything. Yeah, I was in there. I mean, it's nice. Had that crazy driveway. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, man, I spent a lot of weeks at that house. Weeks and weeks and weeks. Woo. And then, uh, ha you know, I remember when I met Rich. Mm -hmm. I was working on um, uh, that hair cutting place in the Highlands. Oh, uh, uh, Evolution Slaw. Evolution. Atlantic, Atlantic Yeah. Highlands. And I was helping him out. Like, I, because I didn't go out on installations that much. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, You're lucky. I think it's bad in the shop. Yeah. The installations is where all the, uh, the problems go to die. <laughs> you just send it. <laughs> Send and, it out. And I you know, I remember meeting Rich, but I didn't quite remember him like because the second time I went and met him, some months had passed and I wasn't sure it was the same guy. Oh, like, you know, I because I didn't really remember him that well. Um and everybody would tell me how disgruntled he was, but he was always, you know, pretty cool with me. He was he was I guess on his best behavior or um Maybe we just got along a little bit better, mm -hmm. but uh, he wasn't as disgruntled. But I would hear the stories. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and the the best part was, 
uh, I guess I could be easily swayed too. You know, I'd be working with Rich, and he would be telling me his side of the story, uh, and I'd hear this whole long thing about what's not right coming to his end. Then I'd go back to work in the shop, and, and I'd hear the other side of yeah. the story, and I didn't know what was true. Well, now we know. Yeah, now we know. Because I didn't know either side well enough. I would listen to one go, oh, that's that's you, fucked up. And you then, didn't know the hustle yet. Right, I didn't. I didn't. Um, so when did, did, so did you not meet Rich until you started working with him here? No, no, I met him at talking because he, oh, he was Oh, that's he right. Was just on that's the right. Yeah. But after that, you more or less replaced him at Tom's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, and, you know, like I said, he was so, like, standoffish that we never... I mean, I try and shoot the shit with anybody on yeah. a job site. So oh, we yeah. we work together. I'm going to... we got to communicate. That's the whole thing. I mean, you want... The whole uh, goal is to finish the job to the best of everybody's ability so the client's happy, yeah. so that, you know, everybody gets out of there on time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the paint is coming in, you, you, you don't want to... You know, have the electrician dragging their wires through the house and yeah. scratching up the walls, and yeah, um, uh, that's how we met. Uh, I could I could kind of see like one of those Seinfeld episodes happening in in my mind. You know, the dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. So Freddie, period craftsman on Instagram, he remembers when we were doing the the podcast when we were driving, <laughs> and the lady who, who didn't know how to drive. <laughs> yeah, my only question is which one. Yeah, that's too that's too vague. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that that was a good episode. I think that was a funny a funny setting for the podcast. Yeah, definitely not logistically easy, but. I could see with the van now. We had built like a little center console. Oh yeah, with a couple mic stands. Yeah, that was all Take right. The show on the road. We Be might like do a, another mobile podcast. Yeah, maybe up at the Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. But to see, I don't know. Well, we, I wouldn't have to upload it till we get back here. Yeah, but yeah I could definitely shoot it. Maybe we could uh, line a couple people up. Oh, that would be cool. We could shoot several episodes worth. Yeah. I don't know how much downtime there's going to be, but maybe uh, we could maybe like do it in the at evening, night. Yeah. yeah. Once everybody gets all tuned up. Yeah, yeah, around the campfire. Yeah. Rubio Monaco wants feedback on a recent purchase. Dismiss. Yeah, they, we wanted more colors. We yeah. wanted more of those other colors. Yeah, they have a 40-color sample kit, but they have like 60 colors or something. Yeah, well, what's that about? That's what your two hundred and twenty dollars get you. I know, <laughs> it's not cheap. Uh, yeah, I, I remember driving up there and um, you having to uh, be on your best behavior there on Mike. You should, you should, guys should hear Jeff on a normal drive up to Newark. It's not me though; it's them. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm in hundred percent in the right, Jeff. Jeff likes to get in there and put that cruise control on mm-hmm. and then, you know, just hope for the best. Just drive. I just want to yeah. drive. I don't want you getting in my lane, going slower than you were. Oh, that's going always slower the than best. Me. And we have decent drivers from the 
sound of things, people describe the drivers in their areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that's a good memory. I got one here from Jafet, one of our patrons, Jafet Hernandez on Instagram. Rob getting sued for a squeaky bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. One of my one of my low lights. That was a, yeah. that was a <laughs> I forgot all about that. That was a funny one. The, this is this is the kicker. The, this couple who who sued me, they were old old friends of my wife's before I met them. So much so that when I married my wife we got married in their home. Yeah, I think that, yeah. We were married in their home. See, you owed them something. And That's this, what it is, you owed them. This whole thing do, you know, was done as, like, I mean, they paid me, but it was, you know, that friends and family rate. Mm-hmm. And every time I went over there, oh, Rob, can you hang these blinds up? Oh, you Rob, did have can your you wedding here, Rob. Oh, Rob, can you run this cable through this cabinet, Rob? And I was like, oh, my God. And I would come back and tell my wife, she's like, please, just, you know, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> then the husband turns around and sues me because literally because the bed squeaks. Oh, man. And then to go to small claims court and everything, and the judge was even, like, mocking. The judge goes, do you want the young man to pop, to pay for lunch too while he's at it? Yeah. <laughs> Would have been like so, a good Judge Judy. Yeah, yeah. So dum, dum, you know, dum, it, justice did did not prevail. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did get them to sign a thing where they could never contact me if I agreed to a settlement amount, which was about. Eleven hundred dollars or something like Jeez. that. Um, that they could, they had to go on their own merry way and basically like a restraining order type thing, like an NDA kind of like, all right, this is the, the this case. is it. We're closing the file on this one. You no, can't, can't talk about it. You can't. They can't call me. They can't write me. They have to stay away from me. That must be Rufus scratching. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. The way I looked at it, it was money well spent because the as the people in the court, that was the other thing, the, the, the court attorney, the judge, all like the parries in the court, they all felt sorry for me. Like, this guy's an asshole. Dismissed the case. Uh, um, and so I said, they said, you know, this guy's, it looks like he does this for a living. Uh, he he's a, a he's a professional at this. This won't be the last time you hear from him. Yeah, it's bringing back memories of a certain client that we had. Oh yeah. Uh, this table was supposed to have uh, walnut accents. And, <laughs> uh, send the email. <laughs> then they disappeared forever. Yeah, yeah. So it was money well spent. Is there any way we can get rid of the orange smell? Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean the smell of the finish that we told you about? That you came to the shop and I held it under your face? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how about this? We'll oh, come in and spray spray paint all over your oh, thing, and then then oh, we'll see how you man. like that smell. Yeah, there, see, there are people that that's that's 
just how they go about things. Um, and uh, off camera, I could elaborate even further. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, it's been smooth sailing ever since. Yeah. Um, and it'll teach you a lesson to do work for people that, you know, it, where it's not like on a completely business level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's don't miss business and business and pleasure. Yeah. Mix. Did I say yeah. mix? Do not mix then. All right. So uh have to say the meetup, even though it's not a podcast moment, it was nice meeting everyone. That's a podcast memory from Brian, Raypoint Woodworks on Instagram. Yeah, it was a good time. It was. Brian posted the picture of the glass this morning. He said it's his wife's favorite glass. So I wish he would have taken more. Ah, yeah. Is uh, is Brian going to be up at the uh, Maker's? Uh, I don't know. That's where we should bring those glasses. Yeah, oh, yeah. We give them away. Yeah, yeah, give them out. Um, I know somebody who I'd really like to give one. <laughs> what we can do is <laughs> if we do the podcast and you come on, like we'll have to... We had to give everybody like a five minute or ten minute time slot yeah. or something, and we'll, they could take a glass. Yeah, a little like parting gift, mm -hmm. you know, like when they go on those talk shows like Oprah and stuff. They get little gift bags. We'll like fill it with liquor and we'll make them like drink it before they. There you go. That'll loosen them up. Um. Yeah. What are you? What are some memories from the uh, the meetup? Um. Well, we had CT Woodwork and um, yeah. and Bob, the uh, track inspector, mm -hmm. traveling all the way from Patchogue, Long Island. Yeah, that's a hike. Two and a half hours. Yeah, they get the long distance award. Yeah, yeah. In that summer traffic too. I know. There's like a gnat or something flying around. Uh, in yeah, here it's now. all my wife's plants. She's got. We got all these fruit flies. Oh, fruit fly. That's what it is. She's been trying to grow Venus flytraps. It's not uh. working. Yeah, I mean, we had the Belford Brewery. Mm -hmm. That was nice in and of itself. Yeah, that's a cool place. Yeah, we should go back there one of these uh, evenings and yeah. hang out. Um, there were the locals, mm -hmm. Manny, Lou. You know, it's always a good excuse to get together. We yeah. don't see those guys Not nearly enough. enough. Yeah. Um, we got to drag, drag Lou up to the Maker's Camp. Oh, yeah. Him swinging that that blacksmithing hammer, nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. At first, you know, when you I was looking a little sideways at you when you when you. <laughs> it's a good thing I was driving. Broached that idea. You know, I was thinking maybe we should go up to the. Oh, who am I, who's in this car with me? Doing a 180. Yeah. So faces to names. That's the makers yeah. thing will be like that too, and that's what I remember at the podcast too. Mm-hmm. The meetup. So that was very cool. Um, and uh, you know what was weird about the podcast meetup? Now, people, they all listen to us. Right. So they kind of know things about us and things we've said where we don't have the same uh, advantage, yeah. so to speak. So it was a little weird. Yeah, it is, it is a little bizarre. <laughs> it's always weird when you meet someone that you know from social media <laughs> like even you know i had i had talked to most of the people at the thing you know because i run the instagram and mm -hmm. stuff so like i've talked to most of those guys anyway 
So I know like a little bit, like at least I've had a conversation, but it's always weird when you meet someone in real life who you only know through social media. That's like the people I met through social media, like Keith, John Peters, Mm -hmm. um, the other Keith. So the two Keiths, two bit and black Dawn. Um, because now I've met them several times. uh, It's, I don't think of them as they're just friends. Yeah. yeah, They're just, they're guys. Now the social media thing, I I don't even recognize. Mm -hmm. Um, and it'll be the same thing. And like next time I run into CT, yep. Uh, because I we spent so much time talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like you know met Shane from uh, Shane Fay. Yeah, and I mean I I followed Shane on my personal Instagram account since probably I don't know 2014 or something. Yeah, and I, I know we've talked a couple times and uh, talked to him now in a group with him and some other guys and. Uh, I mean, it was the first time that we ever met, so it's it's just weird. Like, right. like here's somebody that I've known and known of for like you know the better part of ten years, and then you meet somebody in person. Even with John for the first time, like I talked to John for years before we ever met in person. We were always trying to link up to do something, um, and it just so it never worked out. And then finally, when we met. It's just I don't know. It's yeah, we hit it off right away too. Yeah, you know who I'm looking forward to meeting is uh, Matt. Matt Viz, yeah. Yeah, because I hear his voice on Clubhouse, and it's it's one of the voices I recognize instantly. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's going to be the same kind of thing. Like, I listen. I know he's got the shop underway. You know, all these things. He did all that work around the house. Yep. Uh, building the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's like I know a certain aspect of him and his yep. life. Yeah. So he's going to be up at the Makers thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this next question, is this who I think they're referring to? So whatever happened to Instagram's most handsome carpenter? That's from Anonymous. Yeah, I don't know who, who wrote that in, but it was a total blank avatar huh. on Instagram. Well, are they referring to Deadwood? No. No way. They're talking about Tim from True Trade. Oh. He actually won the award. He did. For Instagram's most handsome carpenter. So where is he? He's uh he's like a traveling man these days, bouncing from shop to shop, working on his own shop. Wow. Yeah, working uh everywhere between here and DC. We got got our next question. Not even question. Next memory. From uh, Dave here, Blugerson on Instagram. On the episode about being prepared for on-site install, bring an extra mantle. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I was try- I was <laughs> racking my brain if we said that or if Dave is making a reference to one of his own installs. Uh, um, could it be Kylie Mantle's job? or uh, I don't know. That's the thing. It's so, you know... Like, we shoot this thing, and then that's it. It's gone. It's yeah. out of the head. And, I, I mean, I might catch a couple of minutes when I'm doing editing, but um, we've said so many things that I have no recollection of whatsoever. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's I've watched movies. I couldn't tell you a stitch about them. That's, that was what was funny about the meetup, too, the podcast meetup. People saying, yeah, remember when you said that? I'm like, uh, no. 
Uh, it's not ringing a bell. <laughs> Bring an extra mantle. <laughs> that's, well, a, that's good advice. Yes. Yeah, we we like to bring lots of stuff, and that's why we're outfitting the van. Yeah, um, the van's got uh, so far. We got the the little job site saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got our big sustainer filled with all like the Makita battery tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got your um, miter saw in there. Yep, we're gonna have. All the, the assortment of hand tools, when we get them, they're mm-hmm. on the way. Yeah, they should have been here today, but... Yeah. Everything's delayed because the weekend, I noticed, the holiday weekend. And the, it was that bad weather. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Which we got more more rain coming tomorrow. Um, we each got new fancy drill boxes. Yep. Um, and a new screw box with all those nice labels on them. Yeah, well, that was supposed to be a new screw box, but... Festool doesn't make a, a screw tray yet for the new sustainers. So it's an old, it's a combination of yeah. old and new. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, we got the, the racking uh, tie-down system we've yet to put in. Yeah. Uh, we got the light and the vacuum, the, the newest things we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's making, uh, you know, packing out and back in so much easier. Oh, yeah. I forgot what even the hell we were talking about. Uh, yeah, see, what, what were we talking being about? Being prepared. Yeah, being prepared. Packing out the extra stuff. Bring the extra an mantle. So, that's that's probably the one thing we won't be able to do. Yeah, there'd be no room for a mantle by the time we're done. Yeah, the van fills up fast, doesn't it? Yeah. I uh, got another one here from Freddie. I think this is probably the the magnum opus of the whole. Oh, I think yeah. It's the most popular episode that we've done so far. Episode 33, Blue Machine Blues. <laughs> Oliver was a moment for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I do think it is the the episode with the most downloads. That that was really uh, an unfortunate lemon, that, that machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would love to know what really happened uh, with that machine we sent back. Uh, they probably sold it to some other unsuspecting person who didn't realize that it wasn't working well. Yeah. And figured that's just as good as it gets. Now, the Palomatic, on the other hand, has has worked flawlessly. So, yeah, Oliver kicked us to the curb. No, I take it back. It's actually episode one, two, three, four, five. The fifth. Try and guess the episodes, the top five. Um, one with uh, John Peters. Yes, yeah, number three. Okay. Um, it's going to be hard. Yeah. I I knew he would be in one of them. How about... Uh, we did two episodes with John Peters. The second one's not even in the top ten. Oh, that's hard to believe. He's the only... Uh, well, I won't say that. Narrow it down. Is it, ha- do they have guests, the top two? Uh, the One of them does. Is that Wild Willie? Wild Willie is number two. Now, that episode went to total shit. The audio yeah, was horrible. Yeah. 
So I don't know if maybe people just downloaded it and didn't listen or they stuck it out. Um, I think that means that we got to try and get Wild Willie out here. Yeah, yeah. So number one is San's guest. Um, let's see. I mean, if you think about it logically, it's an easy one. Oh. Our first episode? Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess that's where people start. Yeah. And then number four is episode six, Improving Yourself. Well, that sounds like a Deadwood. Number sure. six, episode 30, Cult of Festool. Number seven, episode 26 with Instagram's most handsome carpenter, Tim Beardsley ah. from True Trade Carpentry. Number eight, episode 21, Shop Upgrades. Number nine, take a guess. Manny. Episode 11 with our good friend Manny, Feed the Hunger. And number 10, episode 14, Not My Job. <laughs> I like that title. Yeah. I mean, we run into that. We ran into that today. Who were you on the phone with? And they were like, you're calling around. Oh, the police station to get my passport. Yeah. I'm like, they transferred me to you. And you don't know what the hell I'm talking about? No, not my job, man. Yeah. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> Creeping up on 35,000 downloads. Yeah. Yeah, we had our moments with Oliver. We thought we were building something. Yeah. Then they sent us a bad machine. Yeah. And then they kind of screwed us. Yeah, they definitely screwed us. So, there you go. Uh, what's next? It's our last and final moment from our buddy Keith, Blackthorn Concepts on Instagram. It's the podcast as a whole. You keep us all honest about the craft and got me to try and level up. Well, yeah, I think that's, yeah, thank you. I think that's what we're, what we would hope that people get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we try and be honest. And I think uh, it's kept us honest also. Oh, yeah. Because we're always questioning sort of the way we're we're more, I think we're more open to other ideas now that we've, <clears throat> you know, done the podcast. Yeah. Like things in the past where we would have said, oh, eh, we're not doing a melamine job. Well, now we think, well, it's it's had us examine, um, I think, the whole, the company as a whole. Right. Like what we can and can't do and and what it it means for us. Right, we're not putting a melamine dining room table in somebody's house. No. We're working in a commercial setting where it's the appropriate material. Right. And um, we still go to as, you know, great lengths to make it as, as nice as possible, make it as durable as possible. Yeah, we're not hanging up the aprons to work with melamine full time, but no. is it is it wrong for us to take that job? No, it's, it's another job. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and uh, we look forward to maybe getting some more commercial work. Yeah. Um, it's a different skill set, mm -hmm. different mindset. Yeah. So um, meeting Keith was uh, one of the highlights of uh, this whole podcast thing. Yeah. He's helped us out mm -hmm. and work-wise with the CNC stuff. Yeah. And he's a very cool guy. Yeah, check out Keith's podcast, uh, Working Hands Podcast. Mm-hmm. That's good. So that pretty much does. That wraps up yeah. a whole year's worth of podcasts. Wow. Season one in the books. Yeah. 
We'll be coming at you with a slightly altered for- format. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, in two weeks. Yeah. We got We need a week to get ourselves together. Are we going to still do beer of the week? We're going to have to figure out the uh, logistics of that. Yeah. With the new. Uh, yeah, idea. we might want to give that a rest. And, yeah. You know, bring it back as a, uh, you know, like like we brought back gripe of the week. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a highlight. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do coffee. Yeah. Mm. Got the Technovorm upstairs. Oh, yeah. And uh, teas in know, the winter uh, months. Yeah. I know Viz would be all about the coffee. Yeah. I know. Oh, man. What are we going to do when we go up to Maker's Camp? What, for coffee? Yeah. Well, I got that little kettle that I had uh, in Vegas. I'm going to have to bring that. I mean, is there going to be electricity in these cabins? Uh, yeah, I think there's there's electricity, yeah. I and they, they you get breakfast every morning. Yeah, I know, but I don't want, like, I don't want their coffee. Well, well who knows? It might be good. All right. Uh, you know I got to take precautions. You have all the milk you can drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have, with the wife not uh, hovering over me, I'm going to have milk and cereal mm. for lunch and breakfast. No lunch is provided. Oh. What are we going to do for lunch? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was confused about that. They're like, breakfast and dinner are served daily. I'm like, what about lunch? Oh, yeah. We're going to have to bring groceries in or something or snacks. Yeah, I don't know. Have to put it in a bear box. Oh, yeah. We got to find out if there's refrigerators. I think you can rent one. Rent a refrigerator? We'll just bring a fucking fridge. Yeah. We'll bring the bring one, the one, in, the one shop. in the shop. Hand truck will wheel it into the room. What are they going to say? Take yeah. that fridge, take it home. Yeah, let's remember that. That's a good idea. We're going to bring the fridge. Crock pot. Coffee. We're going to bring a coffee pot, aren't we? I could we? bring the Technivorm. I mean, we're going to have a whole Sprinter van. Yeah. We'll fill that baby up. I don't see why not. Put a couch in the back. Mmm. Bring these two chairs and we'll do our podcast. That's not a bad idea. We could do the podcast from the van. Uh, no power though. Well, we got the battery light. We can. That's true. Anyway, we're not going to inundate you guys with all yeah. these uh, ideas. Just uh, we got to thank the gold tier patrons and give the thoughts of, on the beer of the week: uh, Jerry Greenan, David Murphy, Manny Siriani, Dustin Fair, Adam Podhast, David Shoemaker, Colin Lye, Keith Drennan, and Corey Ty. Thanks, yeah. guys. Oh, thank you very much for keeping this thing running. Yeah, and uh, before we do beer of the week. Uh, it's been a year. If you listen to the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you can leave them on Spotify. Somewhere, you know, throw us a bone, and yeah. it'll help out the podcast um, if you like it. And if you don't like it, if you have a critique, yeah, leave that there too. Yeah, yeah. Feedback. It's yeah. all good. Send us your questions, uh, you know, all the good stuff. All right. Thoughts on the beer? Uh, it was okay. It was I, weighty. It's too much for me. Too much bourbon. That's um, that's why. That's what I would say. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It's that exactly half a glass what I was expecting. Was enough. Yeah, that's why I haven't opened it because I knew I've. I mean, that was the one that I had left over. I brewed five gallons. Um, it was just I knew it was gonna be exactly like that, and it's just too much. It's too much bourbon for me, mm-hmm. and uh, not enough anything else. Like it smells like, like bourbon. 
Yeah, I drank. I would probably like in a little while could have another half a glass or something like that. But that's to drink to drink a whole thing, yeah, that, that's too much. Yeah, yeah. There's just straight bourbon in there. <laughs> well, anyway, right, that's it. Yeah, we'll see the patrons in the Patreon after show. If you're interested in that, click the link in the uh, description. You can find out how you can join the Patreon. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. If, uh, if you're looking for a, an episode and uh, we're not around, try catching up on one of your favorites. Yeah. Or go listen to Keith's uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Working Hands podcast. Working Hands. Well, that's it. We'll see you in two Ciao. weeks.